Hello and welcome to LedgerCast. My name is Brian Krogsgaard, here with the one and only long, long time partner in crime, Josh Olswich. Uh Josh, it made you a tiny screen for a second there. How are you? Tiny but not forgotten. Good. Tiny but not forgotten. I'm doing well. We, uh, well. we, we have been going on for a long time. It's one of those things, Brian, you know, you don't see somebody for a little while that you've known for a long time and boom you're just right back into it baby hey you know it, that's that's all it takes it's these these relationships don't go you're like a cousin basically like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh well it's good to see you um you know bitcoin's sitting here at the uh at the resistance levels on a weekly basis but there's a sort horizontal support and resistance that's interesting there a lot going on in the market we should talk about it you said you have a long list of stuff to talk about. What's on your list? I mean, the list, so the, the regulatory list, you know, SEC has been extremely aggressive over the past 17 days, let's say. Targeting, I'm not going to use the word dismantling, but even targeting maybe a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be surprised what they're doing considering what happened in 2022, you know. Right. Uh, what was the problem in 2022? Staking, uh, sorry, not staking, uh, custody, stable coins, centralized exchanges, right? Those were kind of like the big things. Maybe DeFi, maybe some unregistered securities offerings, right? <laughs> that's always, that's not really a 2022 issue. That's been like a long standing issue, I think, that they're finally figuring out how to go after it. So I don't think we talked last week, did we? uh no i think we skipped last week the the problem with how they're going about things is the people that have exploded and been the actual problem are gone right terra luna gone doquan largely gone i'll get to that at the end um who else is gone ftx right ftx is gone they were doing garden variety old school the worst stuff imaginable commingling funds Rehypothecating, borrowing your customers, like everything, all the bad stuff, right? That's that's been done time memoriam. That's not a crypto specific issue. Yeah, um, and also is offshore, right? For the most part, right? Now they also have this this separate special issue of this U.S. and international like dichotomy where they are also likely commingling funds, which is cropping up here and you know with finance potentially. There's some issues oh, there's- there. There's chatter. There's uh, chatter. So, I don't like it. <laughs> like finance is a pretty heavy risk uh, in terms of the things that can make you retest the lows. Like that's what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about going back to 20K. Who cares? That's just price. That's just things. But what what makes you make new lows? Well, was, like, here's the first question. Was any of this news inherently bad for Bitcoin? No. I don't think so. I agree. Was it bad for Ethereum? No, it was Ish. bad for liquidity. It wasn't great for Ethereum because most of Ethereum's utility is DeFi, right? It's yeah, yeah. DeFi regulation stuff could be bad for Ethereum. It, <laughs> it could be bad for Ethereum. It's DeFi, it's staking. Are NFTs securities? There's an interesting question. <laughs> uh uh, what's her face that did the Super Bowl? Rihanna? Yeah. Um she has a thought on that? No, she had an <laughs> NFT and it got shut down by OpenSea from trading because really? Yeah, because they promised like proceeds from future records to NFT holders. So it was kind of a classic security. So they nuked it. Well, so in my mind, 
I mean, we're jumping all over the place. But in my mind, if you're doing a rev share program, that may qualify as you security. If you're manipulating the supply, that may, you know, if there's a mint and burn component, that may qualify as you as a security. And then the third thing I have written down somewhere, um, there's, there's, there was three things that basically all of DeFi is doing, you know, uh, I think it's wrapped assets is the third thing, but, um, anyway, so with all this stuff going on, right. We'll start with like Binance loses banking to the, to us, Binance.com, those yeah. USD banking on the 6th of February. Wait, Binance.com, not Binance US. No, Binance US, you're still able to, as far as I know, you're still able to work flows there from a uh, USD perspective to banks. I haven't, my, act, my, I haven't looked my, into that. Go ahead. My guess, this is just an overarching concept yeah. here. I think regulators are staring down CZ and Binance right now thinking, we're going to use the precedent of what just happened with FTX and we're going to dig in all the nooks and crannies it has nothing to do with their actual health as a business it has everything to do with about how different jurisdictions feel about different parts of their businesses and which ones they think they have jurisdiction over and what they think they can go and play games with. And I think that some are going to take the opportunity to do that. Binance has probably got like a thousand lawyers in different countries working on different things, defending the, 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 <laughs> probably one of the most decentralized companies in the world, like from a, like the mothership, you know? Um, yeah, that's my guess, but that's just a guess. I don't think they have, yeah, I mean, same. they're picking apart finance, uh, from every angle, right? They're cutting off banking. They are going after their, their stable coin, which CZ says it's not, it's not my stable coin, right? Not it's Paxos, even it's... though it's called Binance USD. <laughs> yeah. It's like he said, he said in a tweet, he's like, Binance does not operate BUSD, which is Binance USD. <laughs> and that's, but that's true. But why yeah. call it Binance USD? Um, oh. I want to ask him, like, you know, if you had to do this over again, why not just call it something else, right? Mm. So ZUSD. SEC goes after staking, right? They say yeah. staking as a service, not proper disclosures, pooled investment. Uh, what else did they say? Um, there's, there's, you know, risk going on so immediately the entire staking is like under a lens here questionably for what's next is coinbase next is lido next uh is anything offshore safe to u.s customers um are they going to start putting up geofencing on all of DeFi, which i think we've talked about before yeah that, that works great <laughs> yeah i mean if you look at DeFi, 50 percent or more of all of DeFi is based in the u.s certainly has u.s customers but um well, there's a serious existential threat, I think, to DeFi from a regulatory perspective. That isn't like a new thought. It's just like actually coming to fruition for the U for the US. For the US. So, you know, it can it can limp along after we get DeFi out of the US, certainly. But look at like Derivit's a classic example or any derivatives like Bitmax, right? You go to their website, it's like we don't serve customers from North Korea, Iran, or the United States, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Honestly, my personal opinion on most of this is, is it an existential threat to these things or is it an ex existential threat to uh, uh, crypto users in America? And I think that's actually what it's the bigger threat. Um, we're, I think we'll see that these, these entities can operate without 
American approval. And the only Americans that will participate are the ones that, you know, go about it in different ways, but they're not actually going to fix anything. They're not actually going to solve anything and they're not actually going to kill anything. Like it's like China bans Bitcoin, you know, it doesn't stop Bitcoin. And I don't think America bans DeFi is going to stop DeFi. If anything, it shows why DeFi is important. Um, I don't think it'll kill it for good. I do think it'll push it offshore. It's going to oh, push yeah. all push, activity. Pushes it offshore. It pushes, makes makes everything harder if you're American. It's a stupid policy. It's a it's a stupid, stupid policy. They well, instead of instead of saying here's what you need to do to be compliant or here's what we want to see, they're just saying no, no, no. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> exactly, and that's um, what they need to fix that. And you know what? Call your representatives and tell them you want them to to fix it. That'll help. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we don't need regulations. I'm not you know? saying that. Yeah. No, I, I I know you're not. But I'm just saying like we need something. But what they're doing is a signal that says that nobody's safe. Okay. So the ninth they go after Kraken, right? Uh, Coinbase comes out and says, look, our staking isn't a security. There's tons of other staking services in the United States that may eventually have to put up a geofence, right? Yeah. And by, by the way, I mean, I just want to give a quick kudos both to Kraken and to Coinbase. I don't do it enough. Well done. Uh, you know, Jesse's getting screwed by trying to do it reasonably the right way. Um, and then like they do all these things and then Gary Gensler's like, all you had to do, all you have to do is talk to us. And he's like, wait, can I have my $32 million back or whatever their fine was? And, um, and Coinbase says, no, screw this. We're willing to take up this fight because it's important. And I want to see follow through on that. And I applaud it because I actually do think this needs a fight. I think we're going to have a lot of crypto cases that end up in front of the Supreme court. I think we're going to have some of these things be forced to be clarified um, and I think that's important and it's a, it's a legal battle that's going to be worthy, worthy to occur. And, uh, it'll take a while, I'm sure. And it'll be messy, but I think it's good. And kudos to those who are going to fight the good fight rather than roll over. I agree. It needs to be litigated. There's some overreach going on here, you know, uh, hundred percent. And I'm also on the other side of the coin where we need some regulation. Okay. So on the 12th, they go after allegedly with a Wells notice to, to uh, BUSD, a Wells notice is just the SEC saying, we're going to sue you soon, basically. <laughs> That's my <laughs> understanding. Um, and for years, I'm talking years, the SEC has said, we think stablecoins could be securities. Like, again, it shouldn't be any surprise to anybody that this is, they're trying to get this through. Um, there's also some like older comments about how they think it should be regulated as a money market fund. I'm not going to go into that. I don't know much about um, how that operates, but money market funds, again, very similar to the blow up of stable coins, uh, specifically algorithmic stable coins, but that led to regulations. Um, so what does this mean for like inflows for crypto? It, it definitely makes it harder for institutions to onboard using stable coins. I think a lot of the stable coin inflows previously were because of the DeFi yields. But if the DeFi yields are less than what you can get in a six-month T-bill, which, again, we've talked about this months ago, right? right. When, when the yields in DeFi are less than what you can get risk-free <laughs> from the government, uh, there's an issue there, right? Oh, um, yeah. So the question is, like, is this going to hurt crypto inflows generally? Or were those flows just only chasing yield anyway and it doesn't really matter? And a lot of people globally just use 
stable coins for day-to-day transactions, especially in emerging markets. Um, One-year one treasury, constant maturity, 4.99% interest rate. Crazy. Yeah, that really Just is. Put your money in a T-bill and go play golf the rest of the year. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's what I think the SEC is going to take issue with. Um, they're going to take issue with the wrapped asset finance peg BUSD. I'm only saying that because they went after Doquan yesterday, right? Specifically mentioning wrapped assets, which is a whole nother Pandora's box for DeFi because everything on DeFi is wrapped. Like, let's be honest. Um, and then the second issue I think they're going to take notice on is the under collateralization of basically the BUSD derivative that was going on on the um, Binance side of things. You know, it's kind of clever to go after the entities that are already dead and then use that as precedent for the entities that aren't. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little late to go after Doquan, but, uh, better that's late than I'm, never. But that's what I'm saying. If they, but then if they are successful, you know, what's, what's, what's his defense going to be? He's not even going to be able to show up. Can't, can't participate. Can't do anything. I got to jump back to this one year constant maturity rate again, 4.99 this week, a month ago, 4.7, a year ago, 1.11, 1. 1. 1.11 to 4.99. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, that's a broader, that's a whole other thing where it's like, why bother taking risk if you can get those returns, right? Risk-free returns. Um, yeah. And I think they may be tax-free as well. Not sure on that. I think they may be. I'm not sure, but I think they may be. So is going after stable coins good for crypto? I don't think it's good for DeFi. I don't think it's good for altcoins. I don't think it's it good might, for altcoin it, exchanges. It might be good for Bitcoin. I think it could be good for Bitcoin. I think it's terrible for uh, any onshore. Like USDC is, I think, powerful. It's good. They are powerful. They have an uphill battle. They're going to fight anything that's coming their way, but uh, they're probably the most vulnerable. Um, Tether, huge winner out of all this, seeing massive inflows. So <laughs> everybody loves to hate on Tether all they want, but the SEC is just making them stronger. Um, so that's just a funny, like, you know side effect of what the sec is doing so then on the 13th the new york dfs goes after paxos and says you know you weren't issuing this in a safe and sound manner and i think they're going to take issues with specifically the under collateralization and that basically derivative you know of busd which if you go to binance's website today still says like explains everything you know it's it's you know they're touting the, the regulation safety while at the same time having an under collateralized product on chain so you know i think that's where the problem really they had to do something right uh, you can't just claim that everything's fine and collateralized and regulated when in reality it's not and binance even admitted that at times it was under collateralized yeah so that makes sense but also on the 13th you know if you thought this wasn't confusing enough we get this announcement out of hong kong that interactive brokers is launching crypto trading for high yeah. net worth individuals and then like two days later, we get this huge move in Bitcoin. What was that Wait, yesterday? But, yeah, but that's like, okay, so we're making it a little harder in the US and they're making it much easier in Hong Kong. That's good. That's fine. 
it balanced. The world is balanced. <laughs> right. But what are they making easier? You know, again, what are they I, making I, what are they making harder here is altcoins, stable coins, shit coinery, DeFi. <laughs> like, mm, and that's yeah, yeah, pushing people into the the safety net or the, the flight to safety, which is Bitcoin, right? I think that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. On the, uh, just on the price side of things, uh, relative outperformance of Bitcoin compared to like altcoin land. Um, yeah, yeah. There's there's alts just aren't all floating together. I think that's going to actually continue. There are some alts doing very well, but it's like here or there. It's not it's not the umbrella effect, which I think that was also like a very FTX driven thing. Like their rehypothecation of Bitcoin was consistent sell pressure of Bitcoin, and also right. it was being spread out to all the altcoins. So, um, and and this, I I, I could totally see Bitcoin taken over for a while. And I think that's pretty dadgum healthy. Um, I think ultimately the biggest winner of all this is for sure Bitcoin, 100%. Um, because yeah. it pushes people out of the casino, you know, stuff that's going on with Blur or the graph or du jour, Soup Du Jour, you know, Aptos, which people have probably already forgotten about. <laughs> Wait, what's the graph? Did the graph release a token? Uh, GRT, right? Yeah, I thought that, has that been out a long time? What's what are we talking about the graph for? Uh, just because they were their token went buck wild uh, price wise. Oh, I'm just know. picking on them because they're up a lot, but um, pick, uh, they don't care. <laughs> pick pick on my bags if it makes them go up. <laughs> yeah. So two more quick things with regulation. So on the 15th, the SEC comes out and proposes a rule for crypto custody, saying um, kind of like exchanges can't be custodians which is probably good for Bitcoin. It says like registered investment advisors have to use a qualified custodian, which means like on the TradFi side of things, uh, you know, like a proper bank, stuff like that, um, which appears to be, have appears to have been viewed as regulatory clarity around custody, which may allow more inflows on the institutional side. Um, so that may be a good thing. A lot of the exchanges are kind of up in arms about that, but, and then the last thing, obviously all this Binance stuff, um, I guess uh, the Luna Terraform lab stuff too, but you know, today I wake up and it's like Binance is going to close altcoins in USD pairs and they're going to get rid of USDC and uh, CZ saying no, I, I don't know what to believe there, but again, oh, all that's great for Bitcoin, terrible for alts, great for Bitcoin. It's not necessarily that terrible for alts if alts still exist relative to BTC. Like if we go back to Bitcoin pairs, um, that would be kind of fun. Or if we'd have ETH pairs. Yeah, we'd probably have ETH pairs, I think. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that uh, meanwhile, Coinbase is still listing. What did they just they listed Blur, right? Yep, they won. Um, CME also in the midst of all this is listing these new event contracts, which I don't really know much about, but it sounds like YOLO gambling, like short dated options type activity. Oh, really? Mm. Um, I don't know. It's, just a, it's a wet and wild world out there. <laughs> yeah. So who's, who's winning is offshore entities for sure. Uh, hopefully throughout when all this dust clears with regulation that we see some clarity on um, what people can do. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like just every other day it's something. They've never, I don't think the SEC has been this spitfire with regulations in a long, long time. 
So it remember seems like when, they like stuff in the backlog that they're just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Remember when uh, people were questioning if Gary Gensler's awareness of crypto was going to mean that it was bullish for crypto? It seems not well, really to be. Maybe he's a he's a secret Bitcoin maxi. No, I think it's uh, he's I going after he, non Bitcoin yeah. stuff. No, I think he does not like crypto at all, crypto or Bitcoin. I think he definitely doesn't like crypto, non-Bitcoin crypto. Yeah, yeah. All the uh, other all the other things, but I don't think he likes any of it. And well, uh, it's, it, it, it appears as though we have been unable to self-regulate. So here comes the SEC. You know, mm. how can you blame them? How mm. many billions did, did Terra lose? How many billions did FTX lose? How many billions did 3AC and Genesis? <laughs> like... The list goes on and on and on. Well, they were on the verge of helping FTX like stand out amongst all of them. Yeah, I'm not saying like SEC is clean and all this, but yeah, uh, I don't know. They're not. They're not the. They're not the ones that to like come in and fix it. In my mind, I, I think clarity would go a long way. Clarity, but with a framework perspective, not like this like convoluted. We charge you. We charge you, and everybody else better pay attention based on the way we charge them. You know, I don't like I don't like that format. Versus, here's what you can do, and here's why, and here's what right. you can't do. Um, we need a path to a path. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like they talk about Putin. Like you can't put Putin in a corner because he's going to use a nuke, right? <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. Um, and then a dirty dancing thing. Path. You need don't to put him... baby in a corner. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. I'm not saying crypto exchanges are Putin using nukes, but you know, it's a similar concept. You need to give them a path here. Or else they're just going to go offshore. Yeah. That's just it. Yeah. You're not going to get rid of the crypto market, though, because you... No, we're going to go back to trading shells for, for sats again, like the old <laughs> days in Walmart parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, meanwhile, we're just sitting here at 25K, 60-something yeah, off the bottom. Price-wise, maybe you haven't looked better in months. It looks great. Um. Yeah, off, USD specifically for those not actually watching the stream. Off off the bottom, Bitcoin is sixty two percent, sixty two percent off the bottom with a strong trend. Ate the dip that it had the other day with a week of of strong price action, and it looks it looks like it wants to continue this trend, uh, which at least on my weekly trend metrics is like right at resistance. So either it's going to get bucked here and it's going to be tough or if we blast through here and retest it something I, I imagine there's a lot of price action still to remain at 25k but it wouldn't surprise me if we went to like 27 28 and then came back and tested it or something like that um if we clean if we cleanly get above 25 uh even if we retest it the third carpe noctum 33k 30 i mean i'm looking at 31 32 from a pure horizontal level perspective but 33 is not far from that um 33k by july could legitimately happen this year <laughs> legitimately happen it's in you know if you just take the fibonacci extensions of that range 33k is within that range um from top to bottom uh no sorry from the bottom uh like local bottom to the current range high yeah, oh, I got too much up on my screen. I got to delete things. Um, 
because so far, regulatory-wise, Bitcoin hasn't really been affected. I don't know what would be negative. It sounds like the Gox stuff might have another decade before they figure that out. Oh, come on. I'm serious. They released an art, uh, something about it yesterday that said six to nine more years or something. Wow. Which is unbelievable to me, but yeah, look at that. 33166. Boom. Boom. Um, so look, two things that could happen here. We could sort of stall out at the 200 weeks, stall out at the horizontal at 25K, and then just sort of reconsolidate between 20 and 25, make some sort of right shoulder and inverted head and shoulders this. That's totally acceptable. But Or, or we could go I, smack that key. We could also smack the key, June, at 33, 34, whatever that is. Nothing on the technical side looks bearish to me. It's just a matter of the path you know, are we really going to go straight up? I don't know. Yeah. The way I look at it is we, well, we did it uh, this week, but a push down to, you know, 21, five, 21, something, whatever was, was a good buy. Um, I think you can justify 20 ish as well. A spike below 20. If it's, if it's bought quickly could still be fine. Uh, that starts getting a little worse. You like seeing what you had the last couple of weeks, you know, a couple of small down weeks and fully engulfed on the bullish response this week. Um, you really don't want it to give it too much time after that, but it, it could, you just, at this point, I don't want to make like new local lows. So that would be to holding 21, eight. Um, if it's going to consolidate here, but it doesn't really look like it wants to consolidate. It looks like it just kind of wants to go for it. Speaking of, you mentioned China bans Bitcoin. Um, I had the same vibes where it's like in 2017. Now this isn't 2017 to be fair, but in 2017, I think it was 2017, right? Where China every yeah. other week was like, we're banning this, we're banning this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, Those were all, all my entry points were China banning Bitcoin in 2017. When I was first buying Bitcoin, it was, oh, China banned it. It's down 40% in like a week and a half. And uh, I'm trying to like ACHN and it takes too long and <laughs> just aping like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Price would dip and then it would just make new highs. Um, the staking news hitting Bitcoin price never made sense to me because obviously it's not staking. Um, I don't know. Lots of regulatory stuff still probably coming. Some global shuffling of the power. <clears throat> between uh you know the east and west does this just push all the trading into asia does it push all of the stablecoin volumes into asia do we start seeing you know we're talking about eth pairs what about cny pairs or yeah uh you know jpy whatever it is non-usd pairs you know i took all indicators off and i'm showing eth it looks pretty good i almost think at this point eth is actually hurting more from the uncertainty of the unlock when that's going to happen and how much ETH is going to get unlocked. I think that's actually preventing people from being more bullish than they should be uh, just because that's a, just an uncertainty, you know? Yeah. I think he's going to 2,500. I think Bitcoin's going to 33 K and then I get very uncertain. I have, I, I kind of expect a lot of sideways um, after, after that, but I do think those numbers can be tagged personally. 
Uh, yeah, I mean that chart when that thing passes eighteen, even seventeen fifty, mm-hmm. like it looks good. You can't you can't deny it. And the burn on ETH just continues to get greater and greater and greater. Yeah. So lot, eventually lot of... that should catch up. Seems like every week there's something causing gas to have these spikes again and more ETH getting burned. Uh, fundamentals look good. Yeah, I thought we were done with the airdrop stuff, but oh, no. who's next? MetaMask? Wait, no. An airdrop MetaMask? No, I don't think I don't think MetaMask will. But not for non, no, they will, but just for non-US customers. <laughs> yeah, well, you saw that ninety-two percent of Blur got claimed. So, congrats to Nord and Express VPN and whoever else has VPN <laughs> services because it was not available to Americans either. <laughs> Thanks for helping, Gary. Really, really knocked that one out of the park. Um, anyway, it's it's hard to find a bearish chart, even the S and P, which today like S and P opened. Dude. Well, opened yeah, lower, yeah. broke 4,100. I don't know what it's at right now, but... Um, Here, I'm going to go actually to the SPX chart. Like, I cannot tell you how bearish people are in TradFi on the S&P. They're so bearish. They every, Not only are they bearish, but everybody has super high conviction. I don't blame them for being bearish. I don't blame them for having high conviction. But the chart doesn't agree. The chart but, says sideways is the worst you're going to get. Like, range bound is the worst you're going to get, is what this says to me. That's what the chart says. I don't, I'm not saying anything about the fundamentals, but <laughs> in the real world, people are talking a lot about like, okay, you know, blah, 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 pencils down. We're not making capital investment. We're not borrowing because it's expensive. It's 7 8%. You got to do better, significantly better than 7 8% to justify those types of borrows. Um, and I get that. I get everything. I get all the things they're talking about. Earnings, um, not great. Less than expectation, but hadn't affected prices a lot. That happened in previous recessions as well, for what it's worth. By the time the earnings actually came in bad, market had bottomed and didn't care. Yeah, it's usually ahead of the earnings recession, right? Yeah. I have no reason to get off of my stagflation train. I will stay on my stagflation train, uh, which would be indicative of Things stay expensive, but we don't necessarily have to see like some kind of continual crash in the market. Well, here's two other things that happened this week, um, or at least past two weeks. China unleashed $450 billion US equivalent of liquidity into the system. So as we're trying to take liquidity out, global liquidity is actually rising. Um, And I think that's that's like throwing people off because they're like, well, we're doing QT over here, at least trying to. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's getting counteracted <laughs> on the other side of the pond, right? Yeah. China. Uh, now that's slowing down. To be fair, the PBOC I think is putting the brakes on that. Um. um yeah, I don't know. The other well, thing here's a, was here's a serious boomer trade. Do you see this? Dow Jones Industrial Average. I mean, it is, looks good. It looks great. It's got three weeks of absolutely not moving. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Fourteen weeks of very tight consolidation, all of which is below a cluster from its all-time high. All of which was very lackluster in 2021. I could absolutely see the Dow Jones 
some of the most stable companies in the world with very solid yield. You have pissed off chat. Chat is chat is like boomer, we're out of here. We don't want to hear about the Dow Jones. All you want to hear about is hey, Jeb. Jeb, Jeb. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Dow Jones for another 30 seconds. Just because we just all hear about the blur airdrop and where you think it's Listen, going to move to. I'm just saying that looks good. It looks like it could go up. I could imagine Dow Jones Industrial Average in price expiration while Nasdaq lags. Boomers rejoice. Zoomers regrets. That's all I got to say about that, Mister. Jed, whatever it was. <laughs> I, I also right. see this narrative. Jed, about, you want us to talk about gold now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see this narrative of people blaming retail for these moves as well, uh, because like all the short dated options are being heavily traded. Uh, all of like retail volumes are getting thrown into, uh, you know, going long on stocks and stuff. And it's just like, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Does the chat want to help us with more airdrops that have occurred or things to expect? There's rumors of Arbitrum airdrop, rumors of ZK Sync airdrop, rumors of, I don't know, some other stuff. Um, Blur just airdropped. What else? What else you want to say? What else you want to bring up? Chat, what's your altcoin du jour that you're thinking through? I mean, um, Matic looks Stark. Phenomenal. Matic has been doing really well. I heard there's a Matic like, plus token type Ponzi thing going on. And why does it always have to be? How come I can't just look at a chart and think people are buying because they believe in the fundamentals, right? Ponzi's rule everything around me. (laughs) Man. No, Matic looks insane. Look at that. That's what, what bear market are you guys talking about? Says Matic Matic is effectively back above. It's like 44 K equivalent of BTC. Yeah. It's insane. Imagine, imagine, imagine being a boomer in anything but Matic. I can imagine, but that's, yeah. Deja Delaja, I think that's how you say it. Also brings up my second point regarding the TGA account, the Treasury General account, and debt. Um, the second thing that happened this week was uh, the CBO. Was it the CBO? I don't know, some report that like, look, we're going to run out of runway here on the debt ceiling. So there's going to be like a debt ceiling showdown. And of course, they're just going to raise the debt ceiling because the debt ceiling doesn't actually exist. It's just, you know, theater. <laughs> so uh, I, haven't, I haven't cared about that debate in so many years and it's paid off for me because they do the same thing every time. Yeah, um, it's going to go up, guys. Sorry. Like ancillary to that, tertiary to that was this report from uh, some government entity basically saying we're going to have runaway costs over the next 10 years. Yeah. So there's that too. All right, Josh, here's the deal. I got three minutes. What do we want to talk about? The Dixie or altcoins? <laughs> I think alt, I think here's, here's what, if you're into alts, you got to look at alts relative to BTC and ETH, not on the USD pairs. There you go. Uh, because day, especially with all this regulatory on. news, that's where the focus I think is uh, like Matic BTC looks ready for all time highs to me. Um, I think anything in the BMV universe is under duress. Um, so that's just a giant avoid for me, just based on holy moly, Matic versus BTC is insane. <laughs> yeah, look at it against ETH as well, it looks very good. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Um, 
And if you're worried about coins on exchanges, just take them off. You know, that's always worth reiterating every every other week because you know, if you're worried about Binance, not saying there's anything wrong. I mean, listen, if you're if you are crypto savvy, you should not here. really you should <laughs> not really have coins on centralized exchanges for very long. It should be for your trade and then get yourself horcruxed. And if you keep them on a centralized exchange, treat it as one of the horcruxes, not as you're all in one. All right. At the very least, do yourself a favor and just put 50% of it or whatever percent of it somewhere else. It just, you know, save yourself from yourself. Please. Yeah. Yeah. That's an old, is that all time high? Yeah. It's all time high. Scoop Ledgercast reporting live. Matic ETH all time high. <laughs> <laughs> reporting public data. Look, I don't see anybody talking about it. Who's talking about let's, it? Let's all, let's all caps it and tag the tier 10K guy. That's why the good folks come to this very pod every week. That's right. We bring, we bring you the real news. One other thing. Yeah. Dixie, three weeks in a row up. Bitcoin wouldn't have thought it. So no, maybe a, well, maybe, that's another interesting. Well, yeah. Maybe a little dynamic there, a little conversation starter. You we know, are decoupling. Oh, he said it. From <laughs> legacy. We have been. With especially with this regulatory news, we're just bouncing all over the place, you know? Yeah. Well. You heard it here. We'll see. I'm going to call it. I got to go. I got a meeting. Sounds good. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. Go to uh, right here and like and subscribe. And here, I'm going to selfless shill here. Flip.xyz. Go check it out. And then on the Flip Twitter account, we link to the YouTube channel. I think it's Flip NFT. I'm going to link it. I'm going to put it in the description. Subscribe to the Flip YouTube channel. Appreciate you. I feel the breeze Wound so tight I can barely breathe Oh, the chains Oh, the chains Oh, the chains Come release me from the chains